Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. Yep, we're on. Everybody, we digress with joy and Jess. I am Jess, and that would make me joy. Four seasons in, we're still a hot mess, and I don't even have coffee today. (laughs) (laughs) This is natural. (laughs) Okay, y'all. Um, wow. Wow, that's a lot. But four seasons in, that's an accomplishment, low-key. It is. It is kind of an accomplishment, actually. Um, I think it's really cool. It's kind of a flex. It's a flex, because, like, last week, um, when I came to work, because, you know, the kids were like, where are you going, Ms. Joy? You got on eyelashes. And I was like, oh, I was filming this morning. What were you filming? I was like, oh, I have a podcast. Then one of the other kids was like, oh, yeah, you didn't know Ms. Joy has a podcast. She has a book. She has this. I was like, we don't have to go down a list of what Ms. Joy has. So, (laughs) um, and so one of the other teachers heard it. They were like, oh, yeah, are you guys, because she had watched a couple of our last season. She was like, are you guys coming back? I said, yeah, season four. She was like, wow. I'm like, oh, yeah, season four. That's kind of a flex. Like, that's kind of like a, it's kind of a big deal. So, for us. Cool. Jessica yeah. doesn't know what to do with me still after 20 something years. I just it thought she was 20 something years. And um, I'm very, I'm very excited. Very excited. She, she um, doesn't know what to do with me yet. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I joke that John doesn't know what to do with me. We've been married. Like, we've spent every day together with the exception of like two days in our marriage for seven years straight. And he still, like, I think sometimes doesn't know what to, to do, do with, with me. you. I was talking to my stepmom. I think she, with because sometimes my dad didn't know what to do with her either but i'm pretty sure she didn't know what to do with my dad my dad my dad was me times like a thousand like he he, (laughs) right he was he was the guy that would wake you up in the morning busted in your room there's a hole in my bucket dear liza and you're like please get out like it's too good for you to be this chipper yeah he was a jolly a jolly person like super jolly (laughs) so the times when he wasn't we were like what's wrong he was very much my dad played santa when i was in preschool like i literally thought my i was just talking to my mom about this this week i literally thought he was santa for the longest because he came to my school and then my friends thought he was Santa. So they would like tell me stuff to tell my dad because they thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing in the world that my dad was Santa Claus. I was convinced. So. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. So I don't that think after 27 good. years, she knew what to do with him either. <laughs> you know, life is funny that way. People it say. is. It is. Um, my mom still doesn't know what to do. And she's with me and she's known me my whole entire life. That's true. Mm. Every time you do the thing, like you get the two of us together and your mom's in the room, she's just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's really bad. These two. These two. Like when we had her on the podcast last year, I swear your mom was just like, there's two of them. <laughs> she told me that actually. She's like, I forget how much you and Jessica are alike. <laughs> I mean, so when she tells people about my partner, She's like, she's a lot like Joy. Probably why they get along so well. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's funny. People can't imagine a second me, but it's it's very true. It wasn't until Tremika met you that she 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 was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone in your world is like, what the heck? <laughs> and I'm like. It's all, I've only gotten yeah. weirder. I haven't like. Yeah, me too. There was like a period of time in my late twenties where I tried super hard to like just like be, res- like not responsible. That's not the word, but like chill and very adult, like an adult, like yeah. a classy person. Yeah, and it's not that I lack class. Like I know how to adult and be like classy in a situation. I live in a bougie neighborhood, and I know how to like act 
like I need to. But <laughs> like when I turned, I don't know, like 35, I was just like, forget this. Like, I'm gonna be me. Like, I can't just be I you. Can't be anything. And now that I'm 40, oh heck, I don't even care. Like I was tempted. So yeah. After 40, it's really like, who cares? Like, I don't really care. Like, I cared for a point. And like you said, like, about 35, that's when God kind of started being like, stop, stop not being you. Like, be it's not way, cool. Yeah. And by 40, now 41, I'll be 42 this year. Child, please. I, I could care less <laughs> what people think. My filter has gotten a little different in life. <laughs> I mean, I told you. I'm still respectful. Right. <laughs> I told John, I was like, don't ever let me go on like Prozac or anything because like my dad was this way. They put him on Prozac a while back and it wasn't like it changed anything for him. He just no longer had a filter. So like all the things that he thought he just said. That's scary for your dad because the things that he thought before. But like this was like all the all the mean stuff that he would like think but not say because he's a nice. That's also a getting older thing I've realized. Like he retired and it's like who is this person? Yeah, seniors are golden. Are as like at church we call them our golden saints. Um, our golden saints, girl, they are. (laughs) We have this one lady, Mother Mary. She she is one of the most beautiful, kindest wonderful women but let me tell you she will speak her mind and she will tell you how it is and respectfully of course um and she'll tell you "Mm -mm, i didn't used to be saved all my life (laughs) you know that kind of thing girl mm -mm. the senior saints i I love older people though for that that though like it's no reason to try and sugarcoat stuff for people. I mean, there are times and situations where you need to have things have a with a gentle tact. hand, right? You need to have a little more tact. But, you know, why hold back on certain situations? There are things, there are times where you can't be. that For real, for real. Like, you can't be. You have to be blunt. And I think with me, for so many years, I was like that. I was trying to be responsible and be an adult. And then there was the fear of people not liking me and things like that to where I was like internally getting sick. Cause that stuff like starts to eat at you yeah. inside. Cause you're trying to like be this other person. Right. And I think people are still getting used to me speaking up for myself. It kind of shocks people. So when I actually like speak up, mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, you're not her anymore. I'm like, no, this is really me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it's so funny. Like I, our culture at the church that I work at now at Gateway, like we are very much like sarcasm is one of our love languages. Like we're, we're one of those places. And that's great. Cause that I, works for you. That works for me. I'm sarcastic and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and like snarky and um, like, and let me tell you, I've not met a group of people who care more deeply and who are more Wonderful. invested in people. But like the first couple times you'll meet some of the like staff, you'll be like, these guys are pastors <laughs> because it's just like, we're there's not such a church. misconception like, though about pastors. And yeah. it's like, um, like we're real people. We don't yeah. just walk around like hallelujah, bless you. Wonderful blessing to meet you. Like that's not who we are as people because if you're going to pretend to be something else to be a pastor, then that's not being a pastor in my no. opinion. Right. That's like faking had, the funk. Right. We had a uh, years ago before we got, before we moved out here, like they ran uh, some billboards they did some advertising and it was um a picture of a dude with like a full sleeve of tattoos pointing at scripture and then the tagline was same bible different church and it was basically this idea that Mm -hmm. like we don't care what you look like we don't care Mm -hmm. like what your background is come as you are like that's very much our style like um, this is i'm repping a gateway shirt today it says don't do nothing um (laughs) that's cute i'm wearing saved and still dope ah i like it i like it and it's the it's like the (laughs) coca-cola it is kind (laughs) of This is me. I do graphics. I think in fonts. Yes, you um, do. But and you're anyways. so fantastic at it. <laughs> Thank you. But anyways, all that to say, like, it's just it's nice to be in a place where I can 
be who I am. Just be you. Mm-hmm. And like not have to be something else. Like, and I'm still me. Like, there's still parts. Like, I'm not like it's not an excuse to be crazy. Like, don't hear me. But like, it's kind of like how I knew John was the guy for me. One of the ways was very early on, literally our first date. Um, I had <laughs> we went to this coffee shop in Brea. Shout out to International Coffee House uh, on Imperial Highway, and um, I don't remember the other street. Anyways, right there by the IHOP. <laughs> It's dope. Um, anyways, it's I don't remember the street. <laughs> Randolph. Randolph. That's what it is. Anyway. Name to you. Yeah. So um, I was like, I know it starts with an R. Anyway, we met for our first date and I just had this overwhelming sense of peace. Like I had been trying to like be something mm-hmm. that a guy would like for a long time. And I had just mm-hmm. turned 30. So maybe this all started when I turned 30. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But like, I just was like, I'm just going to be who I am. And he's either going to like that or not. Like, I'm not going to try to be something different. Um, mm-hmm. And and like allow that veil to kind of collapse a little bit because I don't want to waste my time. And he's either going to like me or he's not. And on our first date, um, something y'all should know about me is that there was a television show in the 90s uh, up through the early 2000s. Anyways, late 90s called Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And um, it was this show. And the premise is stupid. But it's this. The show is that there's this mad scientist who sends his janitor up into space with uh, i don't think it was on still in the 2000s but okay it might have been it might have been done by the time i was in college so yeah so it might have been late 90s it was early 90s for sure and i think they rebooted Mm -hmm. it a few years back but oh really okay continue so basically he was trying to drive the janitor crazy by forcing him to watch the worst movies ever made and in Mm -hmm. order to cope the janitor builds these like robot sidekicks and they mm-hmm. make fun of the movies and if you ever see the, the the movie with like the little silhouettes in the bottom that's mst3k well anyways i love the original mst3k mm-hmm. big giant fan like total nerd nerded out about it like this is back in the days when there were websites that it would have like the scripts on them and i would download like had a notebook i was very detailed it was a, ner- a problem so that's a total Jessica thing because she is. likes to watch the movies with the editor's edition talking. Yeah, it's I'm <laughs> crazy. I love behind the scenes stuff. Like I'm a nerd. Anyways, so we're at this coffee shop and John is talking about something that he had done at school that was like Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I literally yelped. I was like, ah, I love MST3K. And I like verbal diarrhea, like my joy over MST. <laughs> And the man asked me for a second date still, and then proceeded to eventually marry me, which, fool. Yeah, he was definitely the one. Yeah, but, like, it was just this ability to be myself around him that was so, like, very, very um, important. Like, and I think it's been a wonderful, like, factor in our marriage and relationship. Like, I don't have to worry about being some kind of way around him. And if I'm not, then he's not going to love me anymore. Right. You know? And that's vital in a relationship. That's that's an important factor in any relationship. And I know in how we started that was talking about church because that is important in a church relationship too, especially when you're working in ministry. But it's important in it's important in your friendship circles. Yeah. You know, it's important in your uh, your relationship, your dating circles, and it's important in your family circles. And there are sometimes where your family is not going to get you. Like half of my family completely does not get me, <laughs> and it's totally fine. Like we get each other on different levels, but there's some stuff they're like that child is just weird. But all of us are weird, so we work in a way. I don't know. Like find we have a family, we have a family text trait train the uh, a thing but then we have one of just me my mom and my uncle and those are the worst videos that are sent because they're the dumbest things that one of us could ever think of they're either super dumb or super spiritual like i don't know if you looked at our text chain you would be very confused because like <laughs> yeah they live simultaneously yeah i understand that i have that <laughs> it would be you know um but it's important to be able to for lack of a better word, let your freak flag fly in a relationship, um, which is kind of like a good like segue into what we're talking about today. Um, we had our digression early. Did you guys like that? Right. We just no guarantees that we won't digress again. But um, it kind of is a good segue into it because we live in a society where um, 
I, I remember talking to a friend and she was saying how she had considered moving in with her boyfriend before marriage because they wanted to make sure that they were a good fit living together. And as a believer, that is not a um, safe <laughs> um thing to do because though you may say because this particular person would say we're not going to sleep together we're just going to live together that don't work it doesn't work because that's where temptation comes in but then you look at it society wise when I was younger it was very taboo when we were growing up for anybody who wasn't married to live together and when you knew of couples or you knew of families that had been living together before marriage it was like whether they were christian or not it was just a society thing that was it was bad you were looked at it was whispered about you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying but we now live in a society where that is totally normal it's almost not normal to not live together before you're married um and there are people who don't feel like the piece of paper um matters but uh, you know it's more than a piece of paper because um for instance when um oh my gosh his last name i can't think of his name he's inky boys on tiktok um he died um oh, yeah. he, he had colon cancer like my dad matter of fact he died like two weeks after my father passed mm-hmm. away and what you found is that he and his wife were actually not legally married. And what happened was his family came and started taking things from her home. They started doing things, started taking cars because she had no legal right Right. to any of his stuff because they weren't married. So we look at this as I don't need all the, the pomp and circumstance and I don't need all of this and I don't need all of that. When reality is it's not just about living right. If you're not a believer, then that part's not going to connect to you at all anyway. But it is an important factor of if something happens to either one of you, especially if you have children, you don't want his family, her family to come take claim to the things you worked for. They got, I believe in this situation, I can look it up. They started taking claims to her accounts. She wasn't invited to his 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 homegoing celebration. Um, they tried to make their own Inky Boys page that he and his son made popular. And, you know, God bless that young man. He's on Lopez versus Lopez. And he is one of the reasons I watch the show because he is a hilarious child. Like, shout out to Bryce. Like, he is so funny. And the fact that he's going through the loss of his father... And then all this family drama. He, I'm sure he paid attention to it. So our topic today basically is, is it wrong? Is it right? Is it important? What is it, you know, what should we do? And as far as getting in a relationship, you're really getting close to somebody and you decide, let's just live together before marriage or let's just not get married at all. And let's just keep having the benefits of marriage and living our life like it's golden. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, so I'll just be frank. I am anti-cohabitation prior to marriage. Um, I am too, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I get it. I understand that we have some societal norms and societal changes. I just, here's, here's why I think it's a bad idea. I think a lot of times well-intentioned people look at um, whether it's a financial situation or it's a, just a, an affection situation and they want to live together and they want mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and so they make the decision to move in with each other. Um, and they are not married. They have no long-term covenantal commitment to one another, no long-term legal commitment to one another, mm-hmm. any of that sort of thing. Um, and maybe it works for a lot of people and that's great. I happen to know of several couples who made that choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, and and then the bloom came off the rose, so to speak, and true colors were revealed Mm -hmm. and toxic situations presented themselves. Um, and I know of at least one person who is now digging out of an incredible financial situation um, because there was financial abuse that occurred in that situation, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and my, my argument against that at the time when that happened was, look, 
God says not to do it. And he says not to do it for a reason. Like they had, they'd been dating for a decent amount of time, but, mm-hmm. but so rewind a little bit. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. Your girl is thick. I am, mm-hmm. I am a plus size girl. I am fat. That is, that is that if I want to lose weight, there really are no shortcuts to me doing that. Right. right. You have to put in the work in order to do it. Right. And I will tell you in relationships and in marriage, there are no shortcuts in marriage. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is no shortcut mm-hmm. um, for living the kind of life, being the kind of wife, um, all those things. They take the work and you got to put it in. And it's right. every day and you can't take a break and there's no vacations from it. Like you just have to do it. Cohabitation to me is trying to take a shortcut to the benefits of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it causes problems, I think, in the long term. And you might see, in fact, even studies showed that there's not necessarily any um, um, problem in the short term. Um, divorce rates for people who um, ha- are cohabitating prior to marriage. Let me pull up my notes here so I get it correct. Mm-hmm. Um their divorce risk is actually lower for couples right after the many. So for the first six months, it's actually a lower divorce rate for those who cohabitated versus those who didn't. However, after that first six months, the risk is actually higher for cohabitating Mm. couples versus Mm. married couples. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think the reason is because there is a culture shock when you first move in with someone, right? And in marriage terms, you're if you've not cohabitated, you're experiencing marriage and culture shock right at the, the first six months. Right, right. If you've cohabitated, you've already crossed that hurdle of, of that and the awkward mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. However, mm-hmm. that is an that's a six month thing. So unless you're planning on being married for only six months, great. Right. Cohab- cohabitate. Right. But if that's your mindset going into marriage, please don't get married. Well, yeah. Um it goes back to what we were talking about if, if before. If you can't be all of who you are mm-hmm. beforehand, living together is not going to change that. Um, I've seen it to where people have even gotten married and they did not kind of tell their spouse all of who they were, all of their types of thinking, even the conversation of children, not having children, what if... And they get into a commitment, whether it's an apartment lease, whether it's a house, whether, and this is, this is married or not married, and you don't have these conversations, then whether you live together before marriage or not, it's still not going to work because you're not, you guys are not being completely open and honest about it. And I will say like, there was a time when I wasn't like, I've always been a Christian, always been a believer, but there were times where I was not living as I was a child of God. Is that a nice way to say that? And so there were times where I considered like, well, maybe I should um, live with the person so they can kind of get to know me because I know me, I have a lot of quirks. I have a lot of tendencies. Um, I have a lot of my fibromyalgia causes a lot of different brings up a lot of different issues and things like that. Um, but I was, so I considered it at some points in a few different relationships, but then in the back of my mind, I was still like, one, I'm afraid to live with a boy too. (laughs) At that time I was really young. And then two, um, even though I wasn't living as a child of God, my mind in the back of my mind, he was, he was always my father. And I knew that it wasn't going to be right for me to do that. So the question comes up, how do you get to a place to um, be so comfortable um, moving in with someone you've never lived with? And then that person's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Because what I think sometimes living together before marriage is an excuse when people say things like, well, I wanted to see how we would work. I wanted to see, you know, how our, our, how we would kind of groove as a couple in the same home. Um, and, and it just opens up doors, in my opinion, to the enemy to, um, one, cause issues that weren't there before, 
Um, It also opens the door for temptation because even if you say you're not going to sleep together, there are going to be times because Christians, let's just be real. Sometimes when it comes to the the sexual stuff, we make excuses and work around things saying, oh, well, this isn't exactly sex. So it wasn't really bad. No, it's all sex. It is all of it. All of it is (laughs) just FYI, (laughs) just let's get that out there. It all is. Um, So we think we're going to work around things. Well, I only just pet it or I only just whatever. I only just, the only just is still you did it. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I know for me, I could not do that because I know I would be tempted. Does that make sense? And it's just like, how do you have this conversation with people who don't believe in God? Because my God conscience is what's telling me no you know, red flag, don't do that. And if there is a man, let me tell you, ladies, if you're single and you're in in a relationship with somebody and you're a Christian and he says he's a Christian and he says he wants to live with you before you're married, walk away because he's not a man of God. Because a real man of God will wait until you guys are married to have the thing that he's supposed to have. I would drop the mic, but I don't want to do that to you. Like, for real. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Like, because like I said, like I said before, there there are no shortcuts. There cannot be shortcuts. When you start putting shortcuts into the the kind of life and the kind of person that you want yeah. to be, there are consequences to that. Yeah. Um, and you may not see them right away and you may think, oh, well, that's being silly. But, but there are consequences. So – you talk about non-Christians, like the, that God is within you and that's why you, you say no. Studies show that as soon as you move in with someone, there is a drive toward marriage, right? Because that is a, what they call the inertia mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. This was a 2006 study, Stanley Rhodes and Markman. Uh, I'm getting this off of psychology today. And it says cohabitation mm-hmm. is recognized as a strong predictor of marriage in part because of the inertia effect. Um, once a couple cohabitates, a momentum towards marriage begins, and it's more difficult to break up because of the greater investment, right? And the inertia effect, here's what what's key. The inertia effect is problematic when it drives a couple that would otherwise not have married to become married. Maybe mm. this is why married men who cohabitated before marriage are less dedicated <clears throat> to their wives than married men who did not first cohabitate. Ow. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is... Like if you have not made that kind of emotional investment and commitment towards Mm -hmm. love, honor, cherish, covenanting your spouse, particularly for men. Yeah. Once you move in together, there is no motivation to continue that. Like because you're living together. You're already it's buying the is what is what what they used to say when I was what's the point of um buying the milk when you can have the whole cow or whatever. Why buy the cow when you get the cow when you can yeah, when you get the milk for free. And that's true. I've seen that that trend. There's been people who have lived together and have been in relationships and just lived together for even up to twenty years because it's like, oh, we're already together. I mean, whatever. And like here's the thing, like I I hate using that phrase first off because I don't like the idea of of a, a woman a, being a cow, a woman being a cow, and then buying a cow. Like I have problems with it, but, right? But, but like more seriously, I, I I don't. I'm not out here trying to vilify people who have cohabitated no. or who have done no. That. Like I, this is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you have the opportunity to go back to write, if you have the opportunity <clears throat> to write your story right now, like yeah, maybe you write the story that is better in the long run instead of expedient in the short run right Um, right like i i just i look at i look at our willingness to settle for lesser things in life Mm -hmm. um because it's quick and it's expedient and it's now yeah yeah get me wrong john and i had a a mid-sized engagement we got uh, engaged in february and married in october and even with all the stuff that was going on in sickness and in health prior to us getting married, like by October, I was ready to get married, if you know what I mean. And so, like, <laughs> I was ready to yes. get married uh, and all that goes with it. Um, and I didn't want a long engagement for that reason. First off, your girl was 32. Let's get this going. But second of all, like, I... <laughs> 
because it mattered so much at 32. Now, now at 40, I'm like, uh. but um, you, you sit there and you go like, like, there still was no short. I did not want to take the shortcut. I was ready. He was ready. But we could not take a shortcut because we valued the other more. Mm, I was mm-hmm. not willing to take a shortcut that would have done anything to jeopardize my relationship with John. I didn't want to take those shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do everything I could to secure, um, to ensure a solid relationship with him, to invest in him, to mm-hmm. pour into him. And that was the same for me. Like there were mm-hmm. no shortcuts or for him with me. Like, and in our everyday life, I cannot take a shortcut with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if I take the shortcut, I shortchange him or I cheapen something out. And I'm not talking about like shortcuts in cooking. Like you can take shortcuts in cooking. What I'm mm-hmm. talking about is the intense stuff. I can't, I can't try to, um, I can't try to initiate intimacy if I've been a jerk all day. I can't, and he can't do that with me. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't ignore me and then right. be like, hey, baby, right. how are you doing? Um, right. Right? Like, you can't take shortcuts. You can't just take the detour. You can't go around. Like, you have to go through and do the the work and the, the journey of it, right? Right. And so, like, when we cohabitate before marriage, we are taking a shortcut to get the thing that we want without the commitment um it's like a free trial of netflix how many emails you how many email addresses you got um commit to 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 actually paying the rapidly increasing price every month for every month right (laughs) right because it gets worse like for real i'm I'm ready to cancel it honestly that's neither here for real for real like (laughs) Seriously, like but that's neither here nor there. It, and it's like I don't need to be paying seventeen, nineteen, twenty-five bucks a month, whatever it is now. Right. Even even Disney Plus has gone up, and it started at seven ninety, six ninety-nine, four ninety-nine. I don't even remember where it started because I think it's like nine ninety-nine now. And like, yeah, we had that thing where when it first came out. We paid for three years, and we did the whole thing. And I should have did that. What I, I did the I still am grandfathered into my account, yeah. but I did the monthly, and I should have just did the three year anyway. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. We digressed. Um, We we told you there would be more. But all that to say, like, I, we, and we've talked about this concept before on the podcast when we talked about where one of our relationship episodes. Um, Yeah. I, I, the, the freedom that I have found in having a physical, intimate relationship with my husband, knowing that there is a covenantal God, um, um, guaranteed contract that we have made with one another. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my earbuds are really bugging me today. Um, but knowing that we have this kind of covenant with one another, um, there is a freedom that is found in that. And there is a security mm-hmm. that is found with it. And it allows mm-hmm. me the opportunity to be myself without having to try to be some kind of way so yeah. that I can keep him. Because not that yeah. I'm trying to be bad so that I don't keep yeah, him. Yeah, that's a key word right there. So I can keep him. Right. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep that in my mind for what I have to say. Keep yeah. going. So, so it's not that it's not that I'm trying to like be a jerk to him, but it means that I can have the freedom to be my authentic self, knowing that he is also being his authentic self. We have made mm-hmm. a commitment to one another and mm-hmm. we are people of our word. God is the guarantor of our covenant. And we are going to now be able to be full and completely transparent with one another without mm-hmm. that covenant and without that promise and that pledge, without even the ceremony with all my family and friends mm-hmm. there to say, we are going to stand beside you and help your marriage become the mm-hmm. thing that we know it's supposed to be. I cannot imagine having the kind of intimacy that is required to make marriage work. Cohabitation right. is all of the intimacy without any of the commitment. And so you can't have the right. depth of intimacy that is required to really make it work. You can right. do it. You can get there eventually. It becomes a partnership in a different type of way. Exactly. It becomes, um, and and because there was some, oh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> God bless me. Amen. 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 I don't know where that came from. Anyway, I've never done that before. I don't it even know why. Allergy I, I season is here. It is allergy season. 
yeah, is like SNL did that cuffing season one. They should do an allergy season song. Anyway, um, to a couple things, like you were saying, people in that in that in the psychology today, sometimes people end up in wrong relationships because they've now made this decision to live together. So now you're, they have a stuck mentality. I'm stuck in the house. I'm stuck with a child at this point, maybe. Um, I've seen so many TikToks of jokingly saying like, I'm jealous of my daughter because she got his last name before me. That should not be a flex. It should not be a trend. It should not be anything because in the, the reality is not saying your man doesn't respect you, but he should respect you enough. The fact that you guys have a child, two children, three children, four children, and they all have his last name at this point. You need to make a decision whether you're going to set some clear boundaries and say, this is what's going on, or you're going to walk. This is what I need from you. I would like to, because most women, even though there's women I know who have said they don't want to be married, there is something in there inside of us somewhere that is like, oh, I do kind of want that. You know what I'm saying? And I've had women say they didn't want to be married because they felt like their guy that they were with didn't want to be married, not because they didn't really want to be married. Does that make sense? And so. Well, and, get- and I would push back on that even a little bit and say, why don't you want to be married? If you want all the benefits of a relationship, why don't you want the commitment of a relationship? Like, right. Because relationships that- are for the point of relationships, honestly, biblically or unbiblically, the point of a relationship is to become one together eventually at some point. And if that's not your purpose in dating somebody, then you shouldn't be dating someone. They're... I I hate, I literally not hate, but I dislike when I hear people say, oh, we're just having fun. No, because emotions are getting involved. Your heart is getting involved. I don't care how much you say you have a, you know, you've departmentalized the situation. We we can't completely do that because sometimes you just fall. (laughs) Sometimes you just really want that person. You start, and sometimes we make connections with people that are not our person. We get into a relationship, we live with somebody and they're not even the person we're supposed to be with. And now here we are not knowing what to do. Um, And so it's that mentality of I'd rather have this than nothing. I'd rather settle for this than not have it at all. And that goes back to what you said about settling. We get to a place like I'm 41. Honestly, at this point, if I wasn't so where I was with God right now, I would just be like, first dude, whatever, let's do it. But I am at a place personally that I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. As much as I want a relationship, as much as I want to be married, as much as I want a child, as much as I want the things that I really desire, I don't want anything if it's, I don't want it if it's not what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Because what God has for me is better than what anything that I can imagine for myself. And if I cannot be real with you before we get married, what's the point in living with each other and still not being real with you? And I, I will continue to make that point because we often feel like, you know, um, it, it's, 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 cause that's the reality is that's what society says, you know, or what's the point? And you go back, let's go back to the legal ramifications. What if something happens to you medically? You can't make decisions for that person. Because you're, you can have been with him for eight years and he has a heart attack and he's in the hospital. Guess what? And his mama live in Mississippi. Guess who going to get to make the decisions for him? His mama. She going to have to fly in because you have no legal ramifications to make any decisions. If they need to take him off of the ventilator, if they need to make, have an emergency surgery, you can't make that decision because you are not his wife. You are not her husband. I have seen it to where, like, for instance, when my uncle passed away, he was engaged to Olga. They had been living together for years. And again, I have n- I'm not bashing people who live together. That's not what this is about. They were together for years. But guess who, leg- who, guess who legally had the right to make any decisions about his stuff? His son, Weston. That's who had it because he was the, he was the rightful yeah. heir. Next of kin. He was the next of kin. What happened was because he was so young, we relegated that to his twin. 
because that was his twin because technically his mother would be next to the son. But because my uncles were so close, nobody in my family trip was like, just let uncle Leon make all the decisions. Olga, on the other hand, wanted to make all the decisions. She wanted, I'm his fiance. I'm his fiance. Legally, she couldn't do anything. There was nothing she could do. She wanted him cremated. We did not. She wanted him cremated so she can get a necklace made, just FYI. But um, and carry him with her for her entire life. I don't know. But um we were like, no, ma'am, no, thank you. You cannot. Um so but that went to family or his blood. We were we collectively as a family made a lot of decisions that she wasn't allowed to make. And if it was up to her, we wouldn't have had a funeral. If it was up to her, we wouldn't have had a whole lot of stuff. But legally, she could not do anything. And I've seen this happen, not just in my family. I've seen it in other families. I, or I have cousins. I had a cousin who was with her boy, her mom. He was with his baby mama for like 20 plus years. They eventually split up. But when it came down to when he needed surgery, she could make no decisions. My auntie did. Didn't matter that they had five children. Didn't matter that they had been together for like 18 years at that point. She couldn't make any decisions. Unless you physically put on paper that if something happens to you, that this person can make a decision. It don't matter if y'all been living together for 45 years. They do not have the legal right to make any decisions on your behalf, legally, medically, or otherwise. That's why it's important. Other than the fact that, you know, you don't want to make decisions based on lust or you don't want to make decisions based on, I think this might work. You want to also make conscious decisions because like Jessica said, when you move in with someone, it is intimacy and there are things, but you got to deal with the dirty stuff too. Yeah. You got to deal with the dirty stuff too. And I have seen people walk away from the dirty stuff because they couldn't handle the dirty stuff in marriage and not in marriage. And then you have people say, well, I don't want to do it because my parents got divorced. So I'd rather not put myself or my children through that. You're already putting yourself and your children through things that you don't even realize you're putting them through. Because divorce is is a breakup. So if you break up with that person, you are in essence divorcing them. Now, granted, there's a lot more to it because you're of course assets and things like that. But like divorce and a breakup, if you've got kids, if you've been together for a long time and you have kids with that person, like, and you break up, there's still going to be right custody issues. There's still going to be all right. things that affect the kids. So you might as well have the protection and the provision of marriage mm-hmm. to make it worth to make it to give you something to fight for i think that's the other thing too like i think sometimes people who don't have the benefit of marriage it's very easy to walk away compared to i gotta do a lot of paperwork if i'm married and we'll say that in the and that's i don't understand that that mindset it's the paperwork it's paper it's paper it's not it's so much more than that but though paperwork is important right because for all the reasons that you just said yeah all the reasons i just said but also for your children's sake as well because you want to be able to give them collectively what they need even no if something happens to you guys or if you do break up if you do divorce you have you need to have some kind of security for them as well and one of the reasons like when my parents got divorced my mom chose not to go back to her original her maiden name because she did not want me to be another kid in school that had a different last name than her mother Mm -hmm. that was one of her reasons for once my parents got divorced she kept simpson because she didn't want me to be teased because at that time it was like oh your parents aren't like people used to make fun of people for that like go figure now it's so normal like it's no big deal Half of my parents, not judging, half of my parents are not married to each other (laughs) or in relationships even with each other. It's almost rare that I have couples that are parents, married or unmarried in this day and age. And this has been, and I've noticed it more and more in the last three, four, five years. Not judging, please don't think I'm judging. But the reality is, that also takes a toll. I had a kid tell me the other day, I really like my dad more than I like my mom, but I spend more time with my mom because she has custody of me. 
And I was like, and I also see the mom and have heard the mom say some stuff and do some dirty stuff. Because the dad is a great dad. I've met the dad. He's a wonderful dad. He's really kind. He Every time he comes to school, he's always super invested in her. And so is his family. They, sh- Him and his family, side of the family, show up to everything that she does. They show up for everything. They show up. They volunteer. Um, this person's grandmother is a voice teacher. She came to our last show. She was like, Miss Joy, if you need anything, you need me to come help. I will come help. I taught music for a long time. I'm still a voice coach. You know, tag me in if you need me. Her mom's side don't show up to nothing, but her mom does her best to keep her away from her father because of whatever happened in their relationship. That means you were not invested in the health of your child, the mental health, because this is how she sees it. I'd rather spend more time with my dad, but I can't because of my mom. Again, it's shortcuts. We want shortcuts. to take shortcuts to to all the stuff in life that we want, but we don't want to put the work in to get there. And I yeah. think that's that like I think that's the reality of it, the basis of the whole thing. It's a yeah. shortcut. The society tells you to do it and you're like, mm, makes sense. But like I said before, you can end up in a wrong relationship and then you feel like you can't get out. And now you've settled for something that doesn't even belong to you. Right. Like I I don't I never want to vilify anybody who's found yourself in this situation. And that's not what we no. mean to say. No. Like, uh, the reason we encourage marriage is because not just the Bible, but study after study after study show that mm-hmm. families are stronger when there is a marriage at stake and when you put the work in for it. Um, and You have something to fight for. Right. And, and that presumes, of course, that you've got two well-intentioned, good-hearted people who are trying their mm-hmm. best and making it work. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not here bashing or anything like that. Like, that's not what this is because marriage is complicated and relationships are complicated. Complicated, and there are yeah. Things that that go on behind the scenes that you that you know we can't know all the details. And I'm and I'm not even going to say <clears throat> that I am that I never advocate for divorce. Um, there are certain situations, especially in abusive situations where it's necessary, where it's like, nope, 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 do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Like, right. Disclaimer. If you are being abused, if they are constantly, uh, uh, constantly cheating or they're bringing harm to you or your children, don't say, yeah, that's whether you're married or not. Yeah. Don't say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I say this to say, when you when you are starting out and you have the opportunity to make a choice that is going to be a seminal crossroads choice for you mm-hmm. cohabitation before marriage is one of those choices that is a crossroads choice it's not like what color car do i buy like <laughs> like like it doesn't like you could buy mm-hmm. whatever color you want and that's not going to change it. It's frankly, you can buy whatever model of car you want. That's not going to change it. You can test drive all the cars you want. That's not necessarily a life changing choice. I mean, it can be, but it's not necessarily a life changing choice, but relationships and cohabitation and marriage and all of these things, they have the possibility and the opportunity to completely transform your life. In my my encouragement in that is when it comes to the big stuff, do not take the shortcut, even if it gets you the thing that you want, mm-hmm. because you can have the thing that you want, but if you don't have it in the right way or you don't get it in the healthy way, it's you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, like I look at, we went through the process of trying to build a house and we all know how that, how that turned out and what a nightmare that was. Um, but one of the things, and one of the reasons I was ultimately incredibly grateful to be away from that house and away from that property is because I was looking at the quality of the build Mm -hmm. and at every step along the way, it felt like there were just shortcuts that had been taken you know, the foundation might've been okay, but like the walls, there were shortcuts. And as I go through and look at the photos, I, I see more and more like, I don't think they built that stud correctly on that wall. And I don't think that this was level and this was plumb. Mm-hmm. 
And eventually, the more you pile onto it, the foundations start to show, the cracks in the foundation mm -hmm. start to show, and the shortcuts that were taken in the construction begin to make themselves obvious. And you begin to have a house that's not sound, and there are problems mm -hmm. in all of the stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes to marriage and relationships, and this is, this is the single most important relationship that people have is their significant other, right? Their, whether it's mm -hmm. a, a dating relationship, a spouse, it's the single most important relationship in our lives as adults, I think because that sets the tone for all the other relationships. If we take a shortcut in that relationship, or mm -hmm. if we do the bypass to get the thing that we want in that relationship, we ultimately set ourselves on a course that mm -hmm. is, um, has, has a, a strong possibility and a strong opportunity for failure. So why would we do that? Why wouldn't right. we do everything in our power at the very beginning of relationships to set ourselves up on a course for success? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I look back at some people that I love dearly and I, I look at some of the choices that they've made in terms of relationships and I go, you knew it was the lesser choice. And I've done this myself. And it was by the mm. grace of God that there were people in my life that were willing to <laughs> sit me aside and say, this is not the right relationship for you. This guy is not the guy for you. Um, and they were the same people who, when the guy was right, was like, oh, we like him. He's the one. <laughs> <laughs> like him. But at the same time, like they, they weren't afraid to say, no, this is wrong. This is not right. Um, yeah. And, and I, to, not to pat myself on the back, but I listened because I trusted their judgment and I, I, I yeah. understood what they were saying. Um, yeah. I have so many friends who I counsel at the time, like, please don't do this. Please don't move in with this guy. Please don't do this. And they did it anyway. And now years later, they're still paying the repercussions of that because it, it, when you take the shortcut, you get shortcut results. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and like we said, I, I don't, I really don't want anybody to feel like we're bashing people who live together. We're, we're really not. I will say that so many times before we we close this out. Um, we just want you to value who you are and what you want over a desire to do something that may shift the value that you have or may devalue what's going on. And I say that to say, not saying living together is going to devalue you in any way, but I say that to say that it devalues what your heart truly wants. It devalues. Um, Cause I, the other, the other thing that has been said is it's cheaper if we live together before we get married. Like I've known couples who have gotten engaged. Um, he has a bigger house, she has a bigger house, apartment, whatever, and we can save money and put it. You can still do that and live with a friend, live with a parent, condense one person's house and apartment. You know, I knew someone who had his girlfriend live in his house and he moved in with his brother until they got married. Mm -hmm. She moved in, she was able, and they would have dates, they would have nights, but then he would leave and he'd go to his brother's house until they got married. There's a way, you know, if that's the case and you're trying to save money, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And if your friends, the other thing is you need to have friends that are accountable and real and honest in your life. Like Jessica said, she has told so many people and they did it anyway and they saw the results. I have had situations not living with somebody, but situations in my life where if it wasn't for the people in my life, I would have made that decision and it would have been worse for me. Now I've made some dumb decisions, even with the people in my life telling me don't do it, but that was me hitting that crossroad and taking those shortcuts on things that I didn't need to do. Because the other thing is there's a lesson in everything that we do. So even that journey, if you're engaged and you're going to that journey of marriage, there's still a lot that you're still learning about each other in that process. Planning a wedding is rough. <laughs> Adding living together on top of that. with Coming from someone who has planned weddings and has worked with couples, it's not a wise decision because I have seen people want to not get married anymore after 
planning a wedding together and not living together because of they didn't like the way their boyfriends, their fiance's um, personality was in regards to that. And what I tell them is this, if you can't handle this now, you can't handle him like this and you can't handle her like this, then you need to go back to whoever is doing your marital counseling. Or if you're not doing marital counseling, do marital counseling and make a decision based on that. I'm not going to force you to get married because I'm getting paid. Right. What I'm going to do is help you make the best decision for yourself. And you need a voice of reason in any type of relationship situation. You don't need to gossip to your friends about what he did wrong all the time. So they're always mad at him, Mm -hmm. but you need someone who's accountable. Who's going to be real with you. I know that when it time comes for me, there are my core two, three people, Jessica being one of them who will tell me girl, no, or girl. Yeah. And I trust it because I trust them. And I trust that I trust who God is in them. And I trust our relationship because if they can see the red, I I've, I've moved forward from red and, and my friends have told me the red flags and I moved for it. And it was some of the worst decisions I've ever made. I didn't live with them, but I went on vacations with them. I stayed overnight. I've, you know, all these things that shouldn't have done because if they can't respect who you are, out, whether you're a believer or not, if they can't respect the boundaries of who you are, then there's no reason to move forward at all. I mean, the reality so short is... Court, you know, shortcuts are helpful on a computer to get to a file, <laughs> but not, not in relationships. Yeah. I mean, and let's just be real. Talking about sex in a marriage, it's, it's incredibly important, but it is ultimately a fairly minor part of marriage. Yeah. There's so much more that goes into There's it. so much more. I've never been married, but <laughs> I've I've heard a lot <laughs> of the right. things. Because you have to do you have to deal with um I, Jessica I say this all the time. She is not the plant caregiver person in the family. That's something that you know most people would assume that she would have the green thumb. But it's mm-hmm. no, it's John. But Jessica's good at fixing things. Right. Whereas traditionally in marriage, you would think that would be John and not Jess. Or and I've seen it other, you know, in other relationships and other marriages. I just think that we also have to be careful who we talk to about our relationships and marriages right. when it comes to making these de- decisions. Because if you're talking to someone who's bitter with love and bitter with marriage and bitter with God, then they're going to lead you to make a decision that may not be the best for you. I have so many people tell me like, girl, you are living the best life. You don't have no kids. You don't have no responsibilities. You don't have no man to answer to. You are just living your life. They don't realize it's a little hurtful because though I am living a a, a moderately beautiful life, those are things that I do want. And because you've had bad, most of the people who have told me this are either in not great marriages and not doing anything about it or had bitter divorces. Right. You don't need to be married. That's not you. That's not even for you. You don't need to do that, girl. You lucky. You need to evaluate why you still in what you in, because that's uh, not, you know. And though I know marriage is hard from a perspective of someone who knows a lot of married people, I understand it's hard. There's decisions. There's finances. I hate talking about finances. I have prayed to God for the my whole entire life that I marry somebody that's really good at money, because I am not. Period. I mean, that's real and honest. I used to be embarrassed about it, but I'm like, I suck at it. Like, I like, it's not that even I like to spend. I like to give. I like to take care of. Um, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's not necessarily all on me. It's, I like to do. Right. <laughs> I'd spend it on him. Like, it's, I like to do. Yeah. Um, um, acts, acts of um, service is a thing I love to do, but giving is something I, I truly enjoy. And so I, would need someone who is going to balance mm-hmm. that in my life because I totally suck at it. But um, it's be careful who you talk to about these things. That's the, that's my whole point in that. Be careful who you talk to about it because they can either lead you astray or they can lead you to the wrong, to, to not making the best decision. Let's not say wrong, but making the best decision um, for yourself. Right. Cause here's the thing about marriage. Like it's, it requires a selflessness right Hmm. you 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 have to be you can't be selfish in marriage Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 
I mean, everyone's going to be selfish every once in a while. Everybody's going to be like, well, I want to go where I want to go for dinner. Right. Mm -hmm. But over the long term, you cannot be selfish in a marriage. You have to be selfless in marriage. Um, And so if we are going into a relationship with someone and we decide that we want to maybe jump a couple steps and we want to go right to living together, let me, let me posit that that's for ultimately selfish reasons because it requires more of you to, um, to work around the finances, to do all Mm -hmm. of these things. It requires more of you to serve the other and to take the time and to get to know. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to do the work of being selfless enough to, um, give your partner the best of you in marriage, the full commitment, all Mm -hmm. of those things, if you can't be selfless enough to even take those steps, then I suspect that cohabitation, um, is going to be a very rude awakening. Because living with someone, when you're right up next to each other, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it is all right in your face. Right there. You know, John and I talked uh, this morning, actually, we were talking about, um, we had been married all of two months. So we were married in October, and my birthday's in December. And for my birthday, we had gone out for a very nice, John had taken me out for a very nice dinner. We'd gone to, I think it was Ruth's Chris, and had a steak dinner and all this stuff. And then his dad, mm-hmm. who's a professional baker, had made me a beautiful birthday cake. And I was super mm-hmm. full when we left. I'd, I'd overindulged at Ruth's Chris. And then we went to his parents' house, and his dad made me cake, and I ate some cake. And when we got back to the apartment, I was not feeling well. I was just not feeling good. And something mm-hmm. and something I ate by 2 a.m., I was sicker than a dog. Mm. Just coming and going. Like, it was just, it was bad. And wow. he, was, he was sound asleep on the bed. Because um, remember when we got married, he was sick. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. it, he was still in pretty bad health. Mm-hmm. So he needed a lot of rest and things in those days. And I remember... We're in this 500 square foot apartment and mm-hmm. I am 10 feet from him basically with the door closed in between and I am, I am miserable and I am I just, I am a mess. Let's put it that way. Wow. And I remember thinking, I am so mortified that this man that I have been married to for two months and I love him like, but he's going to see me just at my utter worst. And I was so mortified and so embarrassed and I tried to be as quiet as possible and I cleaned everything up and I got back in bed and I'm still miserable. And I, we woke up the next morning and I was like, I was so sick in the middle of the night. And he was so upset with me that I hadn't woken him up, but like, because that I, so that he could have taken care of me. And, and that is the kind of selflessness that you have. We were both trying to out selfless the other. I didn't Mm -hmm. want him to have to deal with my mess. And he was upset that I didn't let him deal with my mess. And the thing is like, that is at your worst. That is, there is, there is no dignity left when you are (laughs) bowing before the porcelain God and you are just a mess at both ends. No dignity left. There's no dignity in that, right? There is no dignity in things like childbirth. I mean, there is dignity in it, but it's like when you consider like you're just meeting someone cervix up, like there's no, there's no, it can be difficult in those things. Like there are so many parts Mm -hmm. in marriage where you are just seeing the the, uh, somebody at their worst right Mm -hmm. whether it's um their behavior is their worst their selfishness is at their worst physically their health is at their worst and if you can't make the commitment if you can't commit to that person Mm -hmm. at the very beginning to say that i promise i'm going to be selfless enough to even just make Mm -hmm. a commitment to you to make sure that the paperwork matters to make sure that if something happens you're taken care of if you can't make that Mm -hmm. commitment to someone I suggest you're not ready to live with that person. And that will do it for today because that is a mic drop within itself. And let me just say one more thing about that. Like, and we got to, we got to go. I know we got to go, but here's the thing. Like want what is best, not just for you, but for the person that you're with. Want, want what is best for them. Amen. Like do be willing to lay down yourself for that person. And if you're not willing to do it for something, even as simple as cohabitation, 
You're not ready. Maybe we rethink it. That's all. If you are currently cohabitating with someone, though, we love you and we want to encourage you toward making the best choices, making the best decisions. Um, Doesn't mean you go out and marry that person, but it means you evaluate the relationship and make sure that you know that you're that that person is appropriate for the level of commitment. But anyways, that's an entirely different episode. And couples counseling is not just for married couples. Couples counseling. Not just for if you're in crisis either. No, couples counseling is for all couples. If you are currently living with someone or you're thinking of living with someone, I suggest getting counseling because if, like she said, if you can't handle the ugly, then you're not ready for either cohabitation or marriage. So on that note, we love y'all and we hope that we didn't hurt anybody's feelings. (laughs) And if we did, let us know. We want to talk more about it. Yeah, we would definitely want to talk more about it. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can actually follow us at We Digress with Joy and Jess on Instagram or um, at We Digress underscore. I mean, uh, We Digress with Joy underscore Jess on Instagram or at Divine Detour on Instagram because uh, that's where this podcast is under the umbrella of or you can go to www.joyandjess.com and I believe you can still leave us a comment. You can. You can even on that website. You leave us a voice memo and we'd love to hear from you. And Justin, am I missing anything? No, you got it. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S dot com. We'll see you next week.